the word of our Lord from the epistle of James. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of His own will He brought us forth by the word of truth that He might be that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would bless the reading of your word. We pray that you would bless our minds and our hearts as we receive it. And we pray that you would bless our hands and our feet as we try to live it. We pray that your Holy Spirit would minister to our hearts, that he would speak to us as we need to be spoken to. And we pray all of this in your Son's name. Amen. We've been saying for the last couple of weeks that we declare the goodness or the greatness of God because we recognize his goodness. And two weeks ago, We talked about how we ought to give thanks to God for His great love toward us. And last week we said that we ought to give thanks to God for His work in our lives. His work through others and His work through means that are outside of ourselves like Scripture reading and prayer and worship and communion and baptism. This morning we're going to be talking about how we ought to give thanks for His innumerable blessings because His blessings are, cl- are, are quite clearly without number. There are plenty of things in this world for which we ought not be thankful. There are plenty of things that we read about in the papers and that occur in our lives that we are inundated with in the news. Uh, plenty of things that, uh, that we know that are very bad that happen in the world. And the season that we're preparing to walk into, this holiday season, the season of Advent prior to Christmas, is often a season filled with, with mixed feelings, filled with hurts and filled with loneliness and depression. There are plenty of things in the world for which we ought not be thankful. But even still, there are innumerable blessings for which we ought to give thanks The bad does not cancel out the good. The darkness does not extinguish the light. And so we ought to unabashedly and without fear, without worry, we ought to really give thanks for those good things in life. We ought to sincerely be grateful and express that gratitude for God's many blessings. The world indeed is dark, but light breaks into darkness. A few songs ago, the band led us in singing The Ascension. And uh, as we think about the season that begins next week, we are reminded that we begin Advent, a time where we prepare for the coming of Christ, a time where we prepare to celebrate Christmas Day, but also a time where we prepare for His return to receive His church. And that song calls us on further up and further in. 
It, it welcomes us to something new that's happening. And as the church prepares to begin a new year, it is appropriate and fitting that we end it with shouts of joy and gladness, with expressions of thanksgiving, with expressions of gratitude, because God has been so good to His people. Christmas is a time where we remember His goodness to His people. And Thanksgiving is a time where we prepare our hearts, reminding ourselves of how faithful God has been. We look back to the past and we look back over a year, a year that for some of us has been filled with lots of difficulty, lots of challenges, lots of struggles, perhaps hurts in relationships. But we can declare that light breaks in on darkness and we have reason to give thanks the light that gives light to every man the apostle john said was coming into the world when the word was made flesh and dwelt among us this world despite its darkness it is filled with glimmers of light it is filled with blessings it is filled with reasons for gladness. It is filled with causes of thanksgiving. The darkness cannot extinguish the light. And we'd be fools, you and I would be fools, to ignore our blessings on account of all of our troubles. So let's give thanks. There are many things for which we ought to give thanks. I say innumerable blessings that God has poured out on His people. And the first types of those blessings that I want to draw our attention to this morning, the type that often in my own life I take for granted and I forget about, are those transcendental blessings. The transcendental virtues of truth, goodness, and beauty. Now, to be sure, they often overlap one another. Sometimes it's hard to, ex to distinguish the good from the beautiful because typically we associate the two together and that's how it ought to be. So these transcendental virtues, truth, goodness, and beauty, they do often overlap. They bleed into one another. But let's think about the blessings of God in His gifts to us that we typically associate or could associate and ought to associate with truth, goodness, and beauty. Truth pleases the mind. It is solid. It is stable. It is strong. It is an immovable object. We refer to it as reality. And there are blessings of God on our lives that we can indeed say are true, that are firm, that are fixed, that are immovable. We can celebrate the gift of knowledge, the gift of understanding, the excitement that you see in a kid's face when they finally learn how to multiply or when they finally figure out fractions. Those are things to celebrate. And those are matters of truth. Because those are matters of reality. We forget that math is an absolute science. It's not just testing and, and hoping and maybe one day 
refiguring out a better way to express. Two plus two is always four. It is reality. It is true. It is fixed. It is firm. It, it is part of the substance of life. We can give thanks to God for knowledge and understanding. We can give thanks to God for wisdom because, you know, wisdom is different than knowledge. Now, I remember in Bible college being told that wisdom is, is the application of knowledge, knowing what to do with knowledge. That's why wise people are typically older because they learn how to get a lapel mic properly clipped on better than, the, than us young bucks. Well, hello. We can give thanks to God for wisdom that He has surrounded us with, wise people in our lives. He, we can give thanks to God for what He's taught us along the road of life. We can give thanks to God, and this is kind of a no-brainer, we're in church after all. We can give thanks to God for the gospel, the good news, the story of Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, who came for our sakes to rescue us from sin and from death. And that's a matter of truth. Not theory, not just interesting idea, but that's a matter of truth and reality. We can give thanks to God for other things that we typically don't associate with truth, but things that are equally as true in our lives and as firm and fixed, solid, stable, and strong in our lives. Things like family. The family that God has given to us. Our parents, our spouses, our children, our aunts and uncles. Warts and blemishes and messed up decisions and all. They are firmly a part of who we are. Work. Work I associate with truth because when you do something, when you work, something is done. Something that wasn't done has, has now become. Something that wasn't now is. The opportunity that we have to work with our minds, to work with our hands, some of us to work with our mouths. Work is a thing for which we ought to give thanks. And work is something that is true and good. It is a gift of God to us. And we have the, the ability and the privilege to be able to work. Goodness pleases the soul. Whereas truth pleases the mind, goodness pleases the soul. It lightens the heart. We see goodness despite all the badness all around us. We see kindness in action. We see acts of mercy all around us. We rejoice that Last week, we as a congregation were able to participate in an act of, of goodness in helping our friend Richie in a time of need that he had no way of having met. We were given the opportunity to do good for him and to do good to him. 
righteousness, purity. These are all expressions of goodness that we see in others that God directs our attention to and says, you see, there is good in this world. There is light. There is joy. Beauty is something that pleases the eye. We have done a very unfortunate thing. We have cheapened beauty in many respects. We forget what is truly beautiful. And when we think of beauty, typically we do think of the eyes, what what our eyes can see. But really, beauty is about the ears as well and all of our senses. Anytime you see a sunrise... For that matter, anytime you see a sunset, you see an expression of beauty. You receive a gift from God, our Creator. The colors of autumn remind us of how indeed beautiful God is and how beautiful the world is that He made. I went on a walk yesterday and trying to walk more just to try to get in better shape and uh, try to get out as the air is cooling off and everything. I, I like taking the, uh, the, the young ones on a walk. The older ones, sorry guys, y'all get a little, a little crazy on the roads. But I took uh, Topher and Pippin on a walk. I was just going to take Pippin on a walk, but then Topher got jealous, so I said, come on. So we loaded up and we're headed, headed on a walk. And as we took a ride on to Antioch, we get down to the very next subdivision, Lavender Farms. And typically I walk through there because it's got really nice hills, hills, which is good, gets the heart rate up. But another thing is that it's got some very beautiful homes in it with lots of beautiful trees in their front yards. And as I'm walking down the, the, the main road in Lavender Farms, I, I literally LOL'd. I literally started laughing out loud. Because I saw this stretch of maple trees right there hanging over the sidewalk. And I've seen them. I saw them just a couple of days ago. But they weren't quite what they were yesterday. I'm walking and here I'm approaching this wall that is bright. The only way I can describe it is fuchsia. It is the brightest, almost pink red. And it's solid. And I, I literally began laughing because I thought, there's no way that's that pretty. I mean, it, it really blew my mind. I, I, I took my phone out. And I, sorry, sorry, boys. Took a real quick picture and just kept walking. And as I'm walking under, I thought, this is insane. This color shouldn't, you know, it's a color that's so bright and so vivid, so just abnormal that I thought, how does this occur in nature? Because God created nature. The original artist. The one who who created the idea of art. Made that. And it was absolutely stunning. As I'm walking under the trees, I just I thought I would be I would be a troll. And a, a, a ridiculous human being if, if I did not express my gratitude. And I said, thank you, God. 
It was absolutely stunning. A ballet, a symphony. Reminders of the beauty of God and reminders of the beauty of the world that God has created and the opportunity that He's given to His creatures, to His people, to be creative, to create beauty themselves. We ought to give thanks for every time we find truth, goodness, or beauty. It's, it's easy to look at the world around us. It's easy to look at our culture and to see how they degrade beauty and beauty becomes a cheap thing and they rejoice in badness. How truth has become so everything is relative and everything is, is, is wishy-washy. It's easy to, to cast stones. It's easy to curse the darkness. But we, of all people, ought to say, Forget about that. Forget about just cursing the darkness and let's rejoice in goodness. Let's rejoice in truth. Let's rejoice in beauty. Let's give thanks to God for these transcendental blessings that He has has given to us of His great goodness. Unfortunately, many of us have lost the joy of celebrating these some of us can't remember the last time we heard live music. Some of, other than church on Sunday mornings. Some of us can't remember the last time we went to an art museum. Some of us can't remember the last time we just stopped outside and said, I'm going to read outside instead of inside. Some of us can't remember the last time we read something just for the joy of reading. We've been inundated by the opposites of truth, goodness, and beauty. We've been inundated with the false, the bad, and the ugly. But let's stop that here and now. Let's be people who rejoice in truth, goodness, and beauty. And let's be people who search it out. Who look for it. Who get excited about it. There are other blessings in our lives that aren't quite so big picture items. These things we could refer to as transient blessings. You know, transient things are things that pass away, things that don't last. Blessings that aren't always going to be there. And some of those transient blessings are our health and our comfort and our fullness. You know, health, it's a funny thing. It escapes us. Good health begins to break down. Some of us are a little bit older than others of us. Some of us feel like we're young, but our body's telling us you're not so young as you think you are. But health is one of those things that while we've got it, we ought to give thanks for it. And quite frankly, 
the goodness of health is somewhat of a, a of a relevant rela, uh, a relative idea because no, I may not be as healthy as I was ten years ago, but I'm still quite healthy compared to what I could be. We ought to give thanks to God for our health while we're healthy. Our comforts. Unfortunately, comfort is the extraordinary. It is not the ordinary pattern of life. We live with quite a number of comforts. We know what a life of ease is greater than the rest of the world. And that's not caused to self-shame or not cause to, to, uh, to, to forsake those blessings of God. But that is cause to remind us that we are quite blessed. We do enjoy comforts. Comfort is another relative idea. Just this morning, um, we were having a little bit of trouble finding Emery Silas's shoes. And he could only find one shoe of each pair. And I was at my wit's end. And I, I, I said... Buddy, I can't deal with this right now. I'm like cutting vegetables. I said, go, go involve your mom with this because I'm going to lose it. But it, So I'm sitting there, I'm washing my hands, and I thought, this really is funny because he's got a lot of shoes. And quite frankly, he could wear a sandal and a tennis shoe, and yeah, he would look odd. But that's an awful lot of comfort compared to some parts of the world. The fact that he's got shoes, even if they mismatch. Even if one's a little bit bigger than the other. I thought, you know what? That's one of those comforts that we take for granted. The fact that I can have on two tan shoes. And one doesn't have to be black because I I don't have another tan shoe. The fact that I have shoes to wear. And not only that, because my health has been deteriorating a little bit over the last few years. I've got inserts in my tan shoes that help me feel a little bit more comfortable. These are, these are small comforts that we so often take for granted. We don't know what it's like to be uncomfortable. We get a headache and man, we just want it to go away. And I know that feeling I had it Thursday night. I was in the middle of teaching and I was talking to them about this same idea of, about disliking suffering. But the New Testament's filled with these these calls to suffering. And I said, I got a headache right now and all I want to do is go take some medicine. And one of my students said, Mr. Godbold, Professor Godbold, go take some medicine. So now I'll deal with it later. But we, we, we take our comforts so often for granted. Fullness. This is something we typically associate with Thanksgiving because typically on Thanksgiving Day we eat beyond our full. Imogene's always amazed at how at Thanksgiving and at Christmas you can miraculously consume inordinate amounts of food that you can't consume on other days of the year. But fullness is one of those things that gives way to hunger. It passes. It doesn't last forever. You've got to be refilled. And when we think about fullness, when we, we think really about plenty, having enough, 
And there are so many other things for which we could give thanks. The way God has watched over us, the way God has brought us to this point in life, the way God has richly blessed us. Some of these things don't stick around forever. But they are blessings nonetheless. Because James tells us that every good gift, every perfect gift, everything that is good in life comes down from above. It comes down from the Father of lights. And we ought to give thanks for it. We ought not be deceived by the darkness. We ought not be deceived by what is wrong with the world. We ought not be deceived by falsehood, by badness, and by ugliness. We ought not be deceived. We ought to rejoice in the good. Rejoice in the true. Rejoice in the beautiful. And give thanks for all of God's many blessings. His innumerable blessings upon our lives. So how ought we to receive these gifts of God's grace? Well, the first one you are clearly... uh, clearly aware of be thankful as the hymn writer said count your blessings name them one by one and you can probably come up with a list of, a list that's 18 times as long as the ideas that I've thrown out to you and that's something we ought to all participate in this week as we look toward Thanksgiving Day and particularly on Thanksgiving Day we ought to be thankful for all of our many blessings. This past week, Lindsay, by the way, wrote uh, some family devotions and made them available on her uh, blog, Notes from the Parsonage at wordpress.com if you're interested. Uh, If you didn't catch that and you're interested, you can ask her afterwards. But our family walked through these, these family devotions throughout the course of November. And one of the things that we did this past week was we created an alphabet and Uh, We didn't create an alphabet. We took the English alphabet, A through Z, and we wrote blessings for each letter. And we came up with blessings for every letter. We didn't have to come up with anything weird. You know, X and Z, you sometimes kind of stretch those and end up with a word that doesn't really begin with X, but there's an X somewhere in it. But no, we actually came up with, with, with blessings. And there were no repeats. We use animals for A, and we didn't get to put puppies for P or anything like that. We said, no, we've already got animals up there. We're not, we're not cheapening this thing. We're coming up with real, substantive things for which we give thanks to God. And that's, a, that's an activity that, that, young or old, we ought to all participate in. You may not want to do an alphabet, but you may want to start writing down the good things that you have in life and how good you do have it in life so that you can better be thankful. Because the second thing we ought to do is not just be thankful, but actually give thanks. Which is what the word thanksgiving calls us to. To actually give thanks. To express 
that gratitude, to, to express that joy in life. And sometimes we give thanks by word to God and by word to one another. Sometimes we give thanks by action or by deed. Thanksgiving is a, a time of year that many folks participate in soup kish, kitchens and other homeless ministries to the homeless and other acts of kindness in the world because that is a, an avenue to give thanks, to share those blessings. But the last thing I want to say that we ought to do to receive these gifts of God's grace in a proper way, and this is something you probably wouldn't typically think of, is wallow in His blessings. Wallow in His blessings. And I mean wallow, like Scrooge McDuck. You remember he dives on into his big room filled with gold coins and he's swimming through his gold and he's so excited about how how good he has it in life. Wallow in God's blessings. It's not something to do necessarily every single day of the year. You might become a spoiled brat. But this is Thanksgiving. Wallowing His blessings might look to you like going on a walk every day this week just so that you can be out there and see how beautiful the world is every single day. It might be playing music in the home a little bit louder and a little bit more often than you typically do. It might be saying, I'm going to read this book this week simply because it's a book I enjoy and I want to read it. It might be creating a ridiculously huge Thanksgiving feast and enjoying all the complexities of all the different flavors. But wallow in God's blessings. Take some time to enjoy your blessings, to enjoy the blessings of life, to enjoy life. And the things and the people your life is filled with. Because God is great. And God is good. And we ought to thank Him for His innumerable blessings. Let's pray.